Hello friends, Brian Gailey here. Welcome to Ask Klamath, presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. In today's episode, we are actually joined here by Klamath County Commissioner Kelly Minty Morris. Kelly, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, we're going to be discussing the latest happenings within the commissioner's okay. office, uh, your involvement with Oregon Tech, as well as some construction stuff you've got going on that you That's wanted great. to talk about. And we're also going to be taking your questions live here during the show. But before we get to all that, Samantha, roll that intro. Hello friends, Brian Gailey here, Clam Falls News. Welcome again to Ask Climate that's presented by Pacific Fest, Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. I gotta remember to slow that down a little bit. <laughs> My wife tells me all the time, talk slower. Yeah, deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> uh, and joining us today is Commissioner Kelly Minty Morris. Kelly, thank you for being here today. Yeah. It's, a, it's an honor to have you back. This is actually your second visit with us. I know. You I was our, the inaugural episode, you yes? You were. Yeah, our very first episode Excellent. of Ask Klamath, back when we were at Gathering Grounds Roastery, was joined by this lady right here. Mm -hmm. um, so for those of you who do not know who she is, she's she's not only just a county commissioner, but she's done a lot of things in her past. But a basic bio <laughs> here, she was uh, elected to the Board of County Commissioners in 2014. Uh, her platform included improving economic opportunities in Klamath County, making government more effective, and fostering a greater connection between Oregon Tech and the Klamath Basin. And I'm pretty sure you probably hit all those. I was going to say, that sounds you? pretty um, relevant yeah. and solid to where I'm I'm still at. Those are all still really deep priorities for me. So she was also appointed to the, by the Oregon governor to serve as the trustee for Oregon Tech, as we mentioned, the mm -hmm. commissioner for the Oregon Business Development Commission, mm -hmm. uh, co-chairs the Health and Human Services work uh, uh, for the Association of Oregon Counties, and also your passion is in the Blue Zones Project, right? Yes, yes. I'm really passionate around um, health and wellness economic development, our university, Kingsley Air Base. Um, I have a lot of, uh, I, I, or I would say I have a handful of things I'm really passionate around that take me in a lot of different directions and I'm really excited to talk about them. Awesome, yeah. And, and taking you in a lot of different directions yeah, is pretty yeah. unlikely, really. <laughs> I mean, trying to get you down to, to do this show was, uh, it, you were happy to do so, but you've got so happy much Happy to do on. so, but yeah, the calendar generally stays full and I put a lot of miles on my Jeep. I bet you do. <laughs> Uh, so we're actually going to be taking your questions live here during the show. So if you've got any questions that you would like to ask Kelly, go ahead and get those in the comments below. We'll be getting to those a little bit later. Uh, but before we get to our first commercial break, a couple questions for you. Kind of setting the stage, if you would. Um, why, you know, a lot of people who've been around a long time know you were in news yourself. Mm -hmm. You spent the better part of a decade, a little longer than a decade, working for the NBC station, doing mm -hmm. your thing, um, which, is, uh, which is awesome in itself. But how did you turn that into politics? Right. That's a great question. So I am often asked that and I have realized over the last few years, I don't really have a like a really solid pat answer. But the truth is that I um, I've I, or or in that when I say that, what I mean is I don't have some aha moment where I just, you know, the clouds parted and I thought oh, I'm going to be a commissioner. I, I didn't have that kind of moment. But what I've always had is a real passion around um, hearing people's stories, telling people's stories, uh, being a public servant, which you know when mm -hmm. you work in, in the media, that's what you're doing. You're, you're hearing people's stories, you're trying to be helpful, you're trying to help them, and then you're telling their stories so that you can hopefully 
um, provide some kind of help, awareness raising, or something along those lines. And I would say that my role in government is um, not identical, but it's a it's it was the next step for me, or or an evolution mm -hmm. of that, um, because I still get to talk to people all the time, hear about their concerns and struggles. Um, tell their story, but in, in not the telling way that you do, but more in the bringing their concerns to a place where then I can hopefully help them. Yeah. So I feel like it was a really, um, in some ways, a seamless transition and very natural, but I didn't have that cloud parting moment, you know, I want to be her or him. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it just, it just evolved. So does your evolution going to include anything beyond county government? Are you looking at anything state or federal? You know, I, I never rule anything out in any capacity, but that's definitely not what I'm focused on now. Um, I have often said I will continue to be a county commissioner as long as the people will keep me. Uh, and I, that's sincere. I, this job is a great fit for me. I think it's, it gives me the ability to use what skills I do have in a way that I think is positive and helps, um, move priorities forward that I think us collectively, our community really care about. Mm -hmm. And so I'm happy that I'm in a position to be able to do that. And so I, I want to be a commissioner as long as I can, and as long as I can continue being a valuable servant. And then, you know, we'll see what happens from there. We'll see what happens after <laughs> that. So, you know, you obviously love your job. I love my job. You love, but there's going to be things that you don't love about your job mm. also, right? But what would you say is the, your favorite part of what you do as a commissioner? Oh, that's a, a great question. Um, I think my favorite part of being a commissioner is just that you do actually have the ability to um, have a platform, if you will, to move things forward. And, and I'll share with you an example. So um, I, ha I have a, a really great group of really inspirational, awesome women who I have coffee with once a month, and we take turns sort of brainstorming a problem. So, you know, one, one, one week it's your turn and then the next month it might be my turn. And we all like our, we, our um, experience and background and education and what we do today is all really different. So it's that awesome brainstorming from different perspectives, right? So anyway, from, um, I remember one time when I got to share talking about how, you know, maybe I'm losing like my creative edge. Like I feel like I'm not coming to the table as a commissioner with a lot of these big, bold ideas. And um, one of my really dear friends was able to point out to me, but yeah, but you have the ability to kind of magically get all the right people in the room and push things forward in just a way where things actually get done. And that's a really unique ability to mm -hmm. be able to kind of move things forward like that using your relationships using your your skill sets and so i guess i would point to that as my my favorite thing about being a commissioner is being able to sort of have a voice to call people in get them to sit around a table and hopefully then accomplish something that i care about very cool very cool mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's a, that is a power that maybe not a lot of people do possess mm -hmm. you know, it's you might have a big idea a generalized thinker that it's it's really able to put some thought into what may need to happen, but the execution mm -hmm. is never really there. It sounds like the execution and bringing people together to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah, well, and it's, it's generally, honestly, usually just being able to harness all the talent around me. Um, and, you know, if the the piece of it that's me is, is this, and the piece of it that's everyone else is really big. 
So somebody has, somebody has to spearhead that and make it happen. Well, yes. And I, I can be the spear. <laughs> so with, with that, that's like some of the favorite things you mm -hmm. like to do. What's kind of the, the other side? What do you, what kind of, uh, what y'all don't you like about the job? Um, I think the only thing that I, I consider, uh, I would say not my favorite thing is that just culturally there's a lot of negativity. And I've always been a pretty positive person, and um, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, the old cliche about glasses half full. I can sort of see the good in everyone and everything, and um, I'm just pretty positive. And I think, whether it's the political climate, I, I don't think it's a Klamath Falls thing or a Klamath County thing. It's an everywhere thing. Mm -hmm. It's just the um, the dialogue to which we all sort of operate has gotten increasingly negative. And I don't really know what to do about that other than I just oftentimes disconnect from it. I, I just won't engage in that. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't love that. So the negative side of stuff is it, well, just it's the, a downer. It, it's a downer and it's just very um, it's just not helpful. I'm I'm all and that doesn't mean I can't tolerate respectful criticism or people questioning a decision. That's great. You know, I love it if people are engaged enough with what our board is doing to actually ask me thoughtful questions. Awesome. Bring it on. And if I, if somebody brings things to my attention and um, especially if I'm wrong, I want to hear it and mm -hmm. like, let's, let's figure it out. But what I don't think is helpful is people sort of um, perpetuating negative conversation and just really talking in sound bites that, that don't want to actually get to a problem solving that just want to be angry or um, maybe more venting venting or and even a little venting is okay but sort of just this like Klamath sucks it's always gonna suck all the elected officials sucked and it's like what's you know what's what's helpful about that or how does how does that help any mm -hmm. of us move forward like if if you in the privacy of your own home need to do a little like gosh those commissioners okay but then if you just really want to go out and like attack and not step up to again help problem solve then I'm not really all that interested. Okay. So kind of like if, you, if you're if you going to go to that level, propose maybe a solution. Propose a An solution option. or at least help brainstorm okay. one. I mean, I don't expect, there's a lot of things I don't know the answer to or have a solution, but um, at least be willing. Like one thing that's uh, a, a tactic of mine or just something that I enjoy doing is I like to go to coffee with people. I'm like, oh, you've got some, I mean, sort of a an illustration of this. When I first ran for office, one of my harshest critics online was somebody who didn't who didn't know me and um i i had a supporter and you know a friend and supporter that was posting nice things about you know hey there's this great new candidate you know she's got a lot of great ideas and a lot of great good energy and blah 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 and this person was sort of responding pushing back of like well what does she really know about this or what did, what does she think about this and finally i just contacted the person directly and um you know, I don't, don't want to use names or anything, but we went to coffee. We had a great conversation. He ended up being so um, impressed. I think I can put, you know, I think I can safely say that, that he ended up working on my campaign. And he was the one person who went door to door with me every single time I went out door to door. I don't share that story of like, oh, I'm so great. I turned the, but it's just, if you actually sit and talk to someone, you're going to learn a lot versus mm -hmm. just the, Oh, that sounds, you know, that sounds it's easy to hide behind whatever. the keyboard. Yeah. And, and so, and I really respect him for being like, yeah, I'll have coffee with you and then talking it out. And, but there's some people won't 
do that. Right. They just want to be nasty. Right. And we, we have our fair share of that around here, yes. too. Yes. It's all right. Guys, we're actually going to be taking our first commercial break here in just a moment. Um, but before we do, I want to ask, you know, if you've got a question to ask Commissioner Morris, go ahead and get that mm -hmm. in the comments below. We're going to be taking care of those questions here in just a little bit. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what's happening in the commissioner's office, and we're going to be talking about what other things Commissioner Morris is doing as well. We'll be right back in just two minutes. Reds. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, to retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our communities stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rourke, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Go on through to the other side. Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Clown Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath, presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. Uh, you just saw a video there, Monster Max. Uh, he He's really got some cool stuff going on. If you want to check that out, he's open Friday and Saturday nights now through Halloween. Monster Max Lunatic Asylum, 707 High Street. Just a special plug for him. Uh, good job over there, what they do. Uh, if, if you're looking for some fun, that's the place to go. This section actually is brought to you by Coastal Farm and Ranch. You see their logo down there in the corner. Coastal Farm and Ranch is serving the Pacific Northwest at 17 locations, including right here at Klamath Falls at 1776 Avalon Street. Since 1963, we're just what the coaster needs, Coastal Farm and Ranch. Thanks, guys, for being a sponsor of Ask Klamath. Uh, Commissioner Morris, in, the, in our previous segment, we were talking to you about kind of your background, mm -hmm. how you feel about certain things and whatnot. I actually like to talk to you a little bit about kind of what's going on in county government right Great. now, kind of. There's a couple of hot topics going on right now. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, there's finance is always a hot topic. I was going to say, topic, there's right? a lot of hot topics. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> some stuff that just, it's always there, sure. right? Um, but what, in your mind, and in, in, I mean, you're living it every mm -hmm. single day, what is some of the things that we should be watching out for in county government right now? What are, what are the, some of those hot mm, topics? Great question. Uh, one thing that I think, I hope people are paying attention to, uh, because I, I think it'll make them feel really good about the direction the community is going, is there's a lot of development going on. Uh, I know for a long time, you know, of course, across the country, we had the downturn in 2008, and right. certainly Klamath uh, was 
hit by that as well. Um, but things have really started to come back. One example I like to share with people is that our pers- uh, the number of building permits that go out, I mean, we were up something like 30% last year, or some or some, some really big number. Um, and they've just continued climbing and climbing and climbing. Uh, most people who live in this community uh, may be aware or maybe not that real estate is kind of off the hook right now. Um, property values have gone way up. So all of these things are really reflective of a community that's not only bounced back, but has a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of hot topics, I would say what I'm starting to pay attention to is this growth is awesome and I'm really excited about it, but we do actually need to start paying attention to, you know, let's make sure we're growing in a way that um, sort of is is appropriate and we don't, I, I'm, while I used to be more concerned of like, oh, we're kind of behind some other places, now I'm like, oh gosh, are we gonna get too big too fast? I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think we've we've got some some room to grow. Well, you are but starting to see it's some, exciting. You are starting to see some department stores coming in that mm-hmm. other communities have. TJ Maxx just opened. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you've got uh, Ulta Beauty's coming. Mm-hmm. I'll you be know, a customer. You, you, <laughs> you got you got a, several of these places mm-hmm. uh, coming in. Uh, Natural Grocers, mm-hmm. uh, Planet Fitness, some of those that you see in bigger f- cities. Uh, that's great to see those coming in. Of course, there's going to be somebody out there in the comments. I'm sure you're going to say, "What about Costco?" What about Target? Sure. You know, that's kind of those are kind of seem to be the measuring sticks, right? If, if you got a Costco, if you got a Target, you're really starting to grow. But you know what people should be saying is, what about the new blonde pineapple on Main Street and yeah, right Hanger Boutique and yeah, Hanger Boutique and um, Bloom and Flourish and you know, I mean, we've got all these really awesome and and you know, I don't mean to um, just name three and not, but I mean, I could name. A hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got so many great local businesses, and I'm re- I'm always really excited about them because they have that uniquely Klamath flavor, and that's really cool. But do I think it's also pretty great that we're getting an Ulta? Not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. So, but just to point out, we are we are growing, and uh, so we in leadership positions need to be thoughtful about how we how we approach that. But I think we're in really good shape right now. Okay. What are some of the other things happening in the office? Yeah, um, gosh, happening in the office. So the economic development and some property transactions are what we've been paying a lot of attention to. Um, we, I'm trying to think of, because property transactions are sensitive, I probably shouldn't go into too many details, but I will say that there's um, at least one that I think people are gonna be really, really excited about. So um, just, can't wait to tell you about that. It's super exciting, but I, I should be careful with that. A development kind of that gray area, right? It's, you can't announce too early because then people start to get scared. The developers kind of get scared. So you got to kind yeah, of watch that, and, right? And this is one that, I mean, we are in the process. We are in negotiations, but it's 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 going to happen. At, but it'll be cool when people learn about it. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we definitely have some things that we've cleaned up around town that um, that people will start seeing. Of course, people know we cleaned up the old Meadow Dell uh, dairy building mm-hmm. at the end of Main Street. That got nice and cleaned up. Um, we're cleaning up on Washburn near the retirement community. I can't remember the exact address, but we're tearing down a building there. Um, we at the county are being very proactive about not only have we emphasized code enforcement in the community and, and getting community members to be more proactive about making our community look nicer. But we also recognize 
hey, county, you have to keep your own house nice, too, if you're going to want other people to. So we've been um, emphasizing cleaning up sort of derelict buildings. Uh, we also funded sort of a small pilot project to get um, private folks working with other private folks to tear down old dilapidated buildings. So, I mean, I guess I would sort of put all of that under the category of economic development, real estate development, and also community cleanup. Those have been things that have been taking a lot of our attention at the county. So you mentioned there just a moment ago, you mentioned um, a code enforcement. Mm -hmm. We actually had a question come in uh, late on the, on the show. The uh, we, if, if you're familiar with our page, we ask ahead of time if you have any questions so that we can get that on the show. Mm -hmm. Shelly Ayers, okay. Shelly's heavily involved with the, the cleanup and the, and the things going on with the Eternal Hills right now and, and awesome. that whole right. issue that's going on. Uh, she actually says, is there any way the county commissioners can do something about the code enforcement office? She continues to say, maybe hire an office person or is that up to someone else? Uh, she further says, anytime you call, it's answered by a machine. They never call you back and she's concerned because she's been trying to reach out due to a dead cattle in a yard. So she's trying to see about something there. Is there anything that you guys Sure, do? so uh, Shelly, a couple things. Um, one, in, and this is not a pass the buck, but uh, you may be calling city code enforcement and there's definitely in that instance a difference between city and county, although both should be able to sort of direct you to the other one if that's the jurisdictional issue. Uh, we do have office staff already, and we also, uh, one thing that's happened under this iteration of the Board of Commissioners is we've added to code enforcement staff. So when I first started on the board, code enforcement equaled one person, and now code enforcement equals three. So we are doing a lot more in that area. And I would finally say just please call call my office, call 883-5100, and I will make sure to hook you into the right person. And I know when you call somewhere, if you were indeed calling a county office and you don't get a response that's really frustrating so let me help you out so in a second post following up this she said Shelly also says something else she says not a question but I would like to invite you Kelly and the other commissioners to join us November 2nd 11 a.m. for the eternal last eternal hills cleanup of the year yeah and that's a, a really great invitation on a really unfortunate disastrous mess uh, that's really heartbreaking but I appreciate the invitation um, I can't, can't speak for my colleagues, but um, we'll see. But I, I'll look at the calendar and check it, but, and I do appreciate the invite. There you go. So um, issues facing the commissioners. What, what seems to be going on in the office? You talked about some of the, the positive things going on, the mm -hmm. hot topic things. What are some of the issues you guys are having to face right now? Uh, I would say to nail down what's most challenging in our office, and this will come as no surprise to people, is generally funding issues. Uh, we will start really working on our budget after the first of the year, but we the budget is a constant conversation all year. And the reality is in Klamath County, uh, we are not broke. You know, a lot of times you hear from government, you know, we're broke, we're broke, we're broke. We are not broke. Um, but if we continue to uh, support current service levels, so what you have in public safety and what we spend on the roads at this current rate, uh, we will have spent down our reserves in something like 10 or 12 years, depending, you know, different takes if people are more conservative on their estimates or not. But in my mind, um, we're spending down our reserves at a rate, our road reserve at a rate where it will probably be depleted in maybe 10 to 12, maybe 14 years. And then we'll be in a really tough situation because then we will be trying to 
continue to support public safety, which is something this iteration of the board has done. This iteration of the board, um, so when I say this iteration of the board, I mean myself, Commissioners DeGroote and Boyd, the three of us together. Um, we have boosted our support of the Sheriff's Office. Um, we have not only allowed them to kind of keep status quo, but even there was a, a couple positions added over the years, not a ton, but enough to help make a little bit of a difference. And uh, we've added a position in the DA's office at one point. We have added to public safety. However, the trade-off, uh, and the only reason why we have the ability to do that is because we have a really large road reserve and the law allows us to use some of the road reserve dollars specifically to fund public safety. So it's a judgment call. And it's a priorities call on behalf of the board and the budget committee, which for those who don't know, the budget committee is made up of the three board members and three lay, lay members. And so each year, it's a really tough conversation because you know you're spending into your reserves. And in my mind, that's what reserves are for. They're, they're to meet needs when you have needs, but you can't do it forever. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, we've got probably 10 or 12 or 14 years, but when we get to the point when the reserves are all spent down, then we're going to have to make really tough decisions that could involve, and I don't like to speak in hyperbole, but truly could involve shutting down portions of the jail, um, laying off law enforcement officers, or letting our roads deteriorate. All those things are unacceptable in my mind. Right. And I, and I think unacceptable to you out there. So we do have to figure it out. Um, and I, I don't know exactly what the solution is. I want it to uh, come from the community because I know that you care about your safety. I know you care about having an operating jail, and I know you care about driving on good roads. And one thing, just as a as a point of reference and pride in Klamath, is we, honest to God, and this isn't just me uh, saying this. If you look at the assessment and the pavement condition index, we have some of the best roads in the state. I'm I'm proud of that, and not only am I proud of that, it's a safety thing. I mean, it's important to have good roads. So we don't want them to deteriorate to deteriorate, and then. Um, not have reserves to, to pay for them. But essentially, if it was your home bank account, we would we would be spending, we are spending into our quote unquote savings account each year mm -hmm. um, to, the, to the tune of between 1.2 and $2 million each year to just not to do anything frilly or fancy, but just to keep the jail fully functional and keep sheriff's deputies on the street. It's okay for now because we have a large reserve. It won't be okay forever. But it could be it could be a problem in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Nathan Trepesky on the show a while back, and, and he was talking on the city level of things that one of the problems they were having was with PERS. And some of their budgetary issues mm -hmm. were revolving around PERS beyond public safety and whatnot. Is the county experiencing anything like that? Well, actually, you gave me a, a spot to highlight something really good going on in the county. Uh, we're not a PERS county. There is a very small portion of... So the county has, for those who don't know... Uh, a little over 400 employees. Um, there is a portion of employees at the sheriff's office, maybe about 30 to 40, that are PERS. Mm -hmm. The rest of the county is not PERS. The rest of the county is on the county retirement system, or the county retirement plan, if you will. Um, but like PERS, that plan um, is fairly costly. It's not as costly as PERS, thankfully. So we don't have the same challenges, but what our board has been working toward, and it has been a long process, is uh, transitioning the county to a traditional, basically a traditional 401k plan, so much like folks who are watching probably have, mm -hmm. where the county will kick in a little bit of a match, but then um, it's really upon the employee 
And so it's a partnership more than just the county paying. And it's also um, a lot of the uh, responsibility then becomes on the employee, or at least some of the responsibility. So we're navigating it in a way that we want it to continue to be really fair for the employees, but also fair to the public who's paying. So we're we're really proud of that project. It's been a big project. It involves you know unions and pension attorneys and human resources. It, it involves a lot of different moving pieces, but we are different in that we don't have a large chunk of purse in place. All right. So that, that is a good thing. Uh, it's just mixed up a little bit different. I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than what you just put it out. Is. But, but thank you for answering <laughs> those questions. We're actually going to be taking a commercial break here in just a moment. If you've got a question for Commissioner Morris, go ahead and get those in the comments below. We'll be answering your questions here in a moment. We'll be right back in just two minutes. Reds. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, to retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our community stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rourke, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Go on through to the other side. Hello friends, Brian Gailey here, Clown Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath. It's presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. Our guest here today is Klamath County Commissioner Kelly Minty Morris. We've been talking a lot of great topics here with mm -hmm. uh, Commissioner Morris so far. I uh, want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to our, our sponsor of this segment. You see the logo in the corner is the Klamath County Fairgrounds. Uh, they do a whole lot over there at the Klamath County Fairgrounds, including what's happening this weekend. It's the fall auction. If you're not familiar with that, twice a year, they have an auction, a consignment auction over there. Pre-auctioneers comes in, takes over the whole fairgrounds pretty much, and, and has a lot of things going on. Uh, this weekend, there is a large collection of John Deere, antique John Deere tractors that if that's what you're into, you're going to want to be there. There's also service trucks, pickups. The county school district has dropped off some school buses that are going to be out there. 
There is all sorts of things, uh, vehicles to tools. It's a lot of stuff. As a matter of fact, the county, I believe, has dropped off a whole bunch of excess computers that they've retired <laughs> out of the system. Uh, I w took a lap through there, and there's probably 100 computers there that wow. you probably could take home. So uh, check that out at the Klamath County Fairgrounds. Preview day is this Friday. Auction is Saturday starting, I believe, at 10 a.m., but head over to klamathcountyfair.org to learn more. Uh, and you can also see what else is going on over there. There are a whole bunch of other things going on, too. So, Commissioner Morris, you ready for some more questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, in the last section, I had a question that we didn't get to. Okay. It was revolving around the county government, what's going on. And it's it's another kind of a hot topic, and that's the, uh, the adoption of Ordinance 92. And mm -hmm. that's going to be the Tourism Improvement Area uh, Ordinance. It's having to do with Discover Klamath and tourism mm -hmm. and lodging. Can you talk a bit about that and where, where you guys are at this point? Sure, sure. Happy to. So, uh, what this ordinance allows, and first of all, to be to get way into the weeds more than anyone probably wants to know. The actual uh, ordinance that's up for consideration now is what's called an enabling ordinance. So all it really allows is for a group to then petition the commissioners after that, and they have to have um, two thirds of their members supported, and it's all very detailed to be able to form a district. So this doesn't actually do anything other than enable, be the enabling mechanism to then allow somebody to petition to maybe get it and so anyway, it gets really complicated. But the end goal for um, for many involved in the tourism efforts is to allow this mechanism um, to be able to collect a small fee from every hotel room that then goes to support the broader tourism efforts. So you can think of it like this way. Um, for anyone who does any kind of travel, stays in a hotel, you know there's oftentimes the room rate and then um, and I, I've used the example before, I went to Seattle three or four years ago and I wanna say the room rate was, I don't, I'm don't. i gonna guess, let's say it was $150. Mm -hmm. um, by the time I got the bill, it was like 220 because there was so many things. We're not gonna have anything like that here, not even close, but it would add maybe a dollar mm -hmm. to a room rate when people come and then that money would be governed by a board, not the board of commissioners. It would be governed by its own board of uh, hotel, hotel folks and lodging folks for the benefit of increasing tourism. So I am really supportive of this effort. Um, I believe that it will do one thing that I think is really important, and that's, as we were talking in the beginning about how we're growing, it will continue to help us grow. One thing that we know is that tourism is one of the fastest growing segments in the state of Oregon. Mm -hmm. um, we know that outdoor recreation, and we'll probably talk a little bit about that later, but we know outdoor recreation is uh, the pace of growth of that part of the economy is outpacing most, most others. It's a big deal. And Klamath has a lot to offer. We have a ton to add to that, um, and and we've done a great job. And I want to give like a shout out to Klamath Trails Alliance and some of the other people that are really developing us as an outdoor recreation area and a tourism area. And there's and tourism takes a lot of different flavors. You know, there's birding, there's the biking, there's tons to it. But the bottom line is, people love to come visit Klamath. We are beautiful. We are sunny. I mean, we are a really hot, you talk about hot topics, we're a hot topic mm -hmm. around the state. People are really starting to pay attention to Klamath. So what I think this will do is help kind of push us over that tipping point of really becoming a real destination, which I think helps our local businesses. You know, that helps 
coffee shops and helps restaurants and helps our little great boutiques downtown. And I just think that that it's like that raising uh, a rising tide raises all ships. I mean, I, I think that that helps when we can have people come to our community, spend their money here and then kindly go home. <laughs> so it sounds a bit like a transfer room tax, the TRTs. Is this, is it uh, in addition to that, is it a replacement to right. that? Right, so it's Let's... it's in addition to the TRT. So for those who don't know, the transient room tax is something that uh, folks already pay on a, on a hotel bill. It's smaller, it's small. Mm -hmm. It's it's one, you know, I, th I believe the the talk is that it'd be 1%, and I think the TRT is eight. I might have not have those numbers perfect, but it's it's not as not nearly as big. Okay. It will amount to, for most hotels in this area, an additional one dollar per room that they charge to the customer not to it's not to kelly who lives here or brian who lives here it's to someone who comes and stays in the hotel mm -hmm. unless we were staying in the hotel ourselves right which you know um what's that called a staycation <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right well thank you for answering that sure. i know there's going to become more of a topic on that mm -hmm. as things progress there's been a couple of public meetings on that uh you guys are currently tabled on that situation on making a decision right so we we had a public hearing and then we will have uh a, we will likely i believe render a decision on tuesday in our public meeting we've actually had four public meetings on it and um but that again is just the first piece right that's not the actual that doesn't mean then all of a sudden this thing goes through it still has another big step to go right. through before that so we may, in the next coming weeks we may start to see more of this yes okay so with those questions out of the way mm -hmm. i wanted to start talking to you about uh, some of the things that you're doing uh outside the commissioner's office but you have the commissioner's office the kind tie. of as an influences right the task forces uh you're on the board of trustees for oregon tech mm -hmm. uh but a new one to me is you're on the governor's task force for outdoor oregon mm -hmm. what is that for the oregon outdoors oregon outdoors so this is something i'm really excited about and good good dovetail from our um, conversation that we just had uh about oh gosh it might have been four or five months ago uh oregon's governor commissioned, I guess might be the word, this uh, governor's task force on Oregon's outdoors. And uh, there was only, I believe there's maybe 15 of us that were appointed to serve. Uh, I'm the only person from Southern Oregon, so it's great to be able to represent not only Klamath County, but kind of Southern Oregon as a whole, a beautiful region. And really what the purpose is, is threefold. So we are looking at three big big things that we want to move the needle on. One is improving the economic impact of tourism. So again, tourism's already a big, ec or the outdoors rather, mm -hmm. are already a big economic driver. How do we increase that to the benefit of our communities? Um, the second is access. Um, access to the Oregon outdoors, particularly for populations that maybe haven't participated in the outdoors a lot. So we're looking at the access piece. And then finally, uh, I guess I would characterize the third piece as balance. So the way I think of that in my head is uh, if you think about all, if you think about Oregon as a whole and all the outdoor attributes, um, why do we have or how can we better sort of remedy the fact that you have an attribute like South Sister, which is a beautiful mountain to hike in Deschutes County that has so many people that they need to probably start doing some kind of permitting system because it's just back to back to back to back people. And then you have a beautiful attribute like Spence Mountain, which I absolutely love here in Klamath, that you sometimes go and you might be the only person there. Right. And so as a state, so I secretly and selfishly love to be the only person at Spence, but as a state, we need to be looking at how do we balance the, um, 
these gems that we have all around the state to provide access to everyone and get more economic bang for our buck out of these. Right. So that's that's the core of our work. Uh, we actually have our next task force meeting is actually here in Klamath, which is really exciting. Nice. So people from all over the state will be here November 15th. Uh, it will be our, I believe it's our task force's fourth or fifth meeting. Essentially, we have a year total to uh, come up with a list of recommendations for the governor that hopefully she will adopt and push. And um, they will be under those three umbrellas. I don't know how many we'll come up with, but spoiler alert right now, we have like 100 concepts that we have to Now, are they all revolving around tourism? They're all revolving around outdoor recreation. Outdoor recreation, Mm -hmm. as as in a, a touristic or a, you know, with funding type information? Um, funding will definitely be part of the conversation, but we're looking at um, certainly funding, but also uh, some things are policy challenges, mm-hmm. some things are awareness challenges. Um, we we let that uh, that expression about how you sort of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. I mean, we had a very, we've been doing a lot of spaghetti throwing and um, just trying to find out, well, what are what are challenges and barriers and and then what are the creative ideas and how do we work through all of that so it's a real hodgepodge right now of a lot of different really cool concepts some of them again revolve around policy some revolve around funding it, it's it's all over the place but what we will get to at least the goal is that the task force gets to a pretty manageable list and I don't want to make up numbers but I I would guess we will come up with something like maybe 10 to 20 really fleshed out recommendations in those three categories to hand off to the governor in a report next spring so access and balance is part of that too mm-hmm. I, I guess the concern would be from the average Joe that may just be hearing this the first time mm-hmm. is is this locking out the forest? Is this a task force that's trying to determine environmental protection type stuff? That's not our charge. Okay. Um, there are, as you know, at different levels of government, different environmental, you know, there's the environmental protection agencies, there's the forest managers, you know, of course, BLM and the Forest Service. Mm-hmm. None of that is our charge. Okay. Our charge is um, how do we, ba- basically, how do we make the outdoors more accessible, and how do we better leverage what we have? Awesome, good to help. And so, what is what is your role inside that? You said you're representing all of Southern Oregon, mm-hmm. roughly, because mm-hmm. you're the only one from Southern Oregon. Where's the other people from? But more importantly, what? what how did has I been get? How place? did I get on here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually uh, serve as the rep. They it was called out in the makeup of the task force that there would be one county commissioner for the state. And that's the that's the seat I fill is actually mm-hmm. the county commissioner one. It just so happens that I'm also the only person from our area. Okay. Um, I would I'm one of maybe three people in government. There's definitely a state rep on there, and I can't remember if there's anyone else that's like quote unquote government. But there's um, there are people from B, there is somebody from BLM on there. There's lots of people from the outdoor industry. Um, so I think maybe someone from Hydroflask, and I can't remember a couple of the other brands, but definitely people in, in outdoor apparel and industry. Um, and then sort of some people that have a big statewide lens of, you know, cycling in Oregon or just right. some of those big um, not-for-profits or NGOs that do really specific things in outdoor rec. 
All right. Well, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So cool. we've actually got another thing I want to talk to you about okay. is the uh, Oregon Tech Board of Trustees, but we need to take a commercial break. If you've got a question for Commissioner Morris, go ahead and get those in the comments below. We'll be right back with your questions as well as her and for, her take on uh, Oregon Tech and the Board of Trustees. We'll be right back. Threads. There are many threads that run through our region. There are churches and schools and little league teams that bring us together and bind us into communities. There are roads and cars. There are houses and jobs and businesses, all woven together to make the fabric of our communities. There are financial threads that are part of that tapestry as well. For over 80 years, it's been our pleasure to be headquartered here providing financial services to generations of our friends and neighbors. From that first savings account, to retirement planning, and all of the cars and houses and groceries in between, we keep your money local, investing it back into our communities, adding more threads to the fabric to make our communities stronger. Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union, find your path. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorick, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Go on through to the other side. Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Clam Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath, presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. We're joined here today by Commissioner Kelly Minty Morris. Uh, before we get to some more questions from Commissioner Morris, I do want to talk about our sponsor for this section. You do see them in the corner there, Ace Towing. Um, they bring you our coverage here uh, on this part. They provide emergency roadside service. They help you with lockouts, jump starts. If you run out of fuel, collision towing, and so much more, um, actually, you're going to want to put this number in your phone. You see it on the screen, 541-884-9388. I had to look because I almost forgot it. 541-884-9388. And Ace Towing also reminds you to please slow down and move over anytime you see emergency vehicles on the road, whether they're on the side of the road or not, and that does include tow trucks. So please slow down and move over for those guys. Uh, we were talking in the last segment a lot about the Oregon Outdoors mm -hmm. Task Force that you're a part of. Uh, something else that you're a part of is the Board of Trustees on Oregon Tech. How is that going? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's one of my one of my big passions. Um, so working for and with Oregon Tech is is really such a pleasure because, again, in the same way that our outdoor recreation opportunities are one of our gems, Oregon Tech is one of our, you know, one of our best things that mm -hmm. we could have possibly asked for to have here. Um, so work on the trustee level is going really well. Um, of course, there's developments going on on campus all the time. We've recently launched a cybersecurity program, which I'm, which is desperately needed, and um, also a really great fit for Oregon Tech. 
Um, we also have been working through the development of a physical therapy program that's been a long time coming. And then we just continue to engage with other partners and stakeholders like OHSU and um, Sky Lakes. And I just think the, the number of ways that Oregon Tech is serving both our students, but also our community and our state is, mm -hmm. is pretty outstanding. And um, I just hope that we can continue as a community to be really supportive. One thing that's really great about Oregon Tech, and I would say Kingsley's in this category as well, in politics you're often talking about things that are controversial. And at least when I get to talk about both Oregon Tech and Kingsley, everyone's like, yes, Oregon <laughs> Tech and Kingsley. So um, those are those are just really positive things in our community. You bring up Kingsley, it's interesting because I talk to people from other communities who may have a base or anything nearby, and there's a lot of distaste to those. Uh, and then and, and those folks come here, say Century Eagle, they come in for on their missions from out the area, and they see the support that we have here for our, our guys out at Kingsley, mm -hmm. and it blows them away. They actually have issues in other communities where that love just isn't there. Oh, it, it does blow people away. I mean, Klamath is very unique in its true love and support for the airbase. And one assignment that I've had that's been more recent, that's been really, really exciting, is that I was appointed to the, uh, so big Air Force, so Air Force across the country has what they call the Commander Civic Leader Council. And so they have civic leaders from all over the country in places where they have an airbase that get together a couple times a year and talk about how do you better support your base, what challenges are on your base. And um, so that has taken me to you know, Randolph Air Force Base in Texas mm -hmm. and Montgomery, Alabama to meet with other civic leaders. And I'm just always sort of, and they're all very supportive of their bases as well, but I, I have this a, a little bit of a secret smugness, and I say that as a joke, of I think we, we love on our base better than anyone else. There, there is definitely a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there was any truth to it or not. In the past, it was a story that my father used to tell me about the base. There was, uh, a, in the, you know, I want to say the 80s, there was a thought that the base may not be around, so mm -hmm. the commander at the time asked all their uh, uh, personnel to wear their dress blues out in public so that people could see just how many of them there were. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not, but hey, you know, that, <laughs> you imagine there's what, several hundred mm -hmm. employees out there. If they were it's all around, milling around town in their dress blues, mm -hmm. they, they would look very impressive, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, just something there. So this is actually our fourth segment. We have a question we had on our last one that we weren't able to complete. This section is actually our soapbox section, and, and it's a chance for you to talk about whatever might be on your mind. Is there something going on that you would like to talk about today? Thanks. Yes. <laughs> she, she obviously wasn't. I, I was I, not expecting that. No. So that's great. Um, <laughs> you know what I would like to talk about? Um, oh, can I can I have two things if sure. I do them fast? OK, so one we thing. We still have to answer some questions. Though. OK, so I'll, I'll do them both quickly. Um, one is really positive and then one is where I need the community to help. So the one that's really positive is that in relation to housing shortages across the state and across the country, uh, we've been working to address that. And one thing that uh, we are doing as a board is trying to figure out how do you re-engage, because what happened in the downturn in 2008 was a lot of contractors got out of the business. So part of why we are struggling now to catch up in the housing market is because we simply don't have enough people to build. 
So I, in talking to a former contractor, just started doing some brain picking of, you know, what would it take to get you back in the business? And learned that the cost of entry can be kind of expensive mm-hmm. if, if you've gotten out. You got to get a license, you got to take a test, you got to have some liability insurance. So, long story short, I pitched it to my board, and my board members were really supportive. And the three of us have been working on developing this small grant program, essentially, or um, scholarship, if you will, to help incentivize contractors to get back in the business, particularly if they've gotten out to help. There's just that little push to give them some momentum, help with some of those beginning costs. So I'm really excited about that. Stay tuned. Um, We will be hopefully launching that in the next couple of months. Spread the word. Now, is that for people who are local that need to get looking to get back in the business? Or is that more of a recruitment for people outside the area to come in? Well, our the vision was that it would be mostly geared toward local folks who had gotten out who want to get back in. Although I think there is probably room for just local folks who maybe have never been that want to get in so um so that's my positive one then then do i have one more go for it okay so one thing that's really been on my heart is that um and i i don't want to say too much about this because because i think a lot of people know we have had uh as again many other places around the state and around the country a lot of suicides a lot of youth suicides and um it's to say it's tragic is such an understatement and and I just don't even want to go there. But it's, and it's always dangerous as a politician to like sort of talk about something and not have an answer and I don't have an answer. What I will say is that in all of the reading I've done on a lot of different topics, um, whether it's how you help people with substance abuse, how you help people in, you know, in recovery from substance abuse, whether it's suicide, what it always keeps coming back to is that connection or the the answer if you will or something that at least helps is connection to another person Mm -hmm. people need to either have a mentor a friend a family member somebody that they can talk to so what i just really plead with people is um find people to connect with and do your part to connect with people who need it i don't know what else we can do other than we all need to be watching out for each other and we all need to um to to feel as if we're part of something. And I love this community and I just, I, I hope we can do, uh, we can all really work together to lift each other up. It's a tough one to answer and it's definitely a tough issue for a lot of things going on and a lot of communities are facing the same problems. So um, just being able to open up and talk about it and, and support groups and helping each other mm-hmm. is definitely a step in the right direction, right? Right. So, and with that, we're going to transition because there's no easy way to transition. From I know. That. So I'm and just going to go right I did into that. It. That was rotten. We're going to, we're going to go right. And I, I told you, didn't tell you about the soapbox. <laughs> so that was rotten. Um, so we're going to go into our questions over here, taking a look, uh, engagement tonight. Very good. Thank you everybody for tuning in and watching. Cheryl said, hello. Hello, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Jack South says, Hi, hello, everyone. Kelly. Uh, Brandon says a good work. You have my vote. You're not up for election this year. You just I'm not, but I'll still take your vote, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, Brandon Harden says, hello from Bakersfield. Looking to move to Klamath Falls next year. Well, welcome. When welcome. You come in next year, welcome. Yay. Come. Uh, Shelly Ayers has a comment here. Um, says, you answered her question earlier. Mm-hmm. Says she wasn't aware of the difference between the city and county code enforcement. So uh, got that out there. Uh, we talked a bit about finance and budget. Edward uh, Horvath, I'm sorry if I'm saying that mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, says need to work on the budget process earlier and be more specific when it comes to department needs. Uh, he continues make the decisions earlier. Why wait till the money's gone? Um, 
You want to address that? Well, just in that, that's why I brought it up. Um, because we are talking about it already. We're not waiting till the money's gone. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not crying wolf. We're, we're broke. We're not broke today, but we will be in 12 or 10, 12, maybe even 14 years. So we, we do need to talk about it. Yeah. It's definitely something that you got to keep the conversation going, Mm -hmm. right? Preventative. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, James Marklinger, big fan of yours, eloquent with a vision. You are mm. correct. Clam Falls is a destination, not mm. our, not one of our, excuse me, that is one of our many strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, you continued on about the public meeting uh, about the the Oregon Outdoors. It's coming to town Oregon 15, uh, October 15th? Uh, November 15th. November 15th. Yes. Um, October 15th already happened. And it is indeed a public meeting. Uh, it's out at the Running Way. I believe it starts at 9 o'clock, and the public is uh, welcome to sit in. Okay. Also, how can you not love Kingsley? I mean, exactly. exactly. Everybody loves yeah. Kingsley. Um, and so lots of great questions there. I'm going to refresh this just to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Taking a look. And I just want to, I guess my comment to you, Brian, would be, it is dangerous to let elected officials have a soapbox. It I is. cannot believe you do that. I do it for everybody. <laughs> Had I me. known that, oh <laughs> man, I would have been working on that speech for weeks. I bet you would have. It would really be over. Um, Crystal says, is there a construction trade at KCC to work with? Um, well, there is. I know they're working on, um, and I'm definitely not a KCC expert. I love what they do and who they are, but I, I spend a lot of my energy at Oregon Tech, so I'll preface it with that. But it's my understanding through the skills center that they are developing, which is really, really cool, that it's exactly to address things like that. So mm-hmm. I do think there will be a really great opportunity for some synergy there. Very good. One last comment, Michael mm-hmm. Miles. Great job. Thank you for all you do. Uh, oh. And Michael, quick shout out for those who don't know, has been picked up to help us with advertising here as well. Awesome. So, thank you, uh, Michael. Thank you, Michael, for everything you're doing here as well. Commissioner, anything else you'd like to add? Um, I am just so, uh, so proud of the direction that Klamath is going in. And I hope that people continue to engage and it doesn't mean it's gonna always be sunshine and rainbows and and unicorns, but I hope people engage respectfully and with problem solving in mind and with a really good attitude about the direction we're going. Very cool. All right, well guys, this is gonna wrap our our broadcast here tonight, Ask Klamath, presented by Pacific Crest Federal Credit Union. Again, Commissioner Morris, thank thank you you for being a guest here today. And I thank every one of you for watching in and chiming in and giving us uh, your questions and comments in the comments below as well. Ask Klamath is a production of Klamath Falls News. Hosted by myself, Brian Gailey. Off camera, handling the the switching and the production over there is Samantha. Thank you, Samantha, Woo-hoo! for being a part of, of the show. <laughs> uh, if you did not catch the entire live broadcast, that is perfectly fine because as soon as Facebook's done doing its magic, you can rewatch anytime right here on our page. You can also head over to AskClamath.com and catch any of our other. 47 episodes. This is our 48th episode. Uh, Commissioner Morris was on our first guest, Mm -hmm. our first episode. We were planning on her to be our 50th guest, but unfortunately we had some uh, issues where we could not stream the last couple weeks. So she's guest number 48. Thank you again. There's lucky 48. Lucky 48. Um, (laughs) Next week is actually going to be our season finale. It's season Mm -hmm. five finale. Season six will start November 13th. We're going to be taking off of them, but our, our uh, presenting sponsor Pacific Crest, their CEO, Chad Olney will be joining us right here in the hot seat. And we're talking to be talking about finance and security. You talk about cybersecurity up Mm -hmm. at Oregon tech. That's an industry that has a lot of security as the finance industry. We're going to be talking a lot about that next week. Guys, on behalf of Kelly Minty Morris, I'm Brian Gailey. We will see you around the basin. Have a good night. Mm -hmm. Good night.